Welcome to the podcast experiment. Welcome to the podcast experiment. I'm Dave. And I'm Vic. And here we go. On. No. Something with those lips. I never, but, but, I I never mean, like Oldie Hawn again. But I, I've always, I look. Here's I don't the mean thing. like in the looks department. I just mean like her whole persona. Yeah, like but but ditzy but and, now. Mm, I don't want to. <laughs> he looks great. He's kind of stuck with. It. <laughs> yeah, the men age great. I know, mean, like, but I'm just like, saying, like that's one of those times where you go, yeah, they uh, they age pretty. Men age pretty well and. But is I mean, it because well past, is it because as, they as Damon Leary would say it's well past like she hit the wall. It's well past that. <laughs> like to say she hit the wall. He's like she's about ten minutes from hitting the wall. You know, certain actresses are like. Oh. And this is ten minutes after. <laughs> this is like four hours after. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think also though that like I will say that when you drink a lot of alcohol, just in general, and I don't mean even mean like if you're an alcoholic. It it makes your skin age worse. Hmm, yeah, you so get there are people who just drink skin, and like yeah, so people who just drink a glass of wine at the end, not you know. What are you they're saying? Gonna, you're saying she drinks a lot? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we could just like start looking through these. Here's news from February. <laughs> <laughs> We could do a whole episode on RuPaul. I I was just going to say, you don't need a whole issue with like, when RuPaul's on the cover of Entertainment Weekly. ISIS has won. No, ISIS (laughs) hasn't won. (laughs) This is why the rest of the world hates us. It's a desperate (laughs) grab. All right, here we go. (laughs) What are you trying to say? I was trying to think of who she looks like. Who, Goldie Hawn? Yeah. Or, uh, That's funny that Amy Schumer just doesn't look. I don't like Amy Schumer either. She st- she steals jokes. I don't want to. I think she get just stole misogynistic that joke. on on our our podcast. Are are you a misogynist? <laughs> this is a sometimes really I bad feel way like, to start things out. <laughs> just sometimes I feel like any when like a, a hot new female comedian comes out, like a, uh-huh. who's the one that did Girls, Lena Dunham. Okay. It's like they're immediately like, they're the most brilliant voice in comedy that we've heard in 30 years or something like that. And it's kind of just like, like Amy Schumer, the most brilliant voice in in comedy. Does anybody watch Girls? Like, I don't, it's one of those shows I don't know anybody that watches. (laughs) I know it's not on the air anymore. Um, And we're going to do our whole episode on Girls once you've caught up. The whole Girls. I got to binge. Got to binge all six seasons of Girls. <clears throat> I'm happy to say with Kylo Ren seen 30 the seconds of girls not even 30 seconds and I hear there's like a lot of nudity in the show too but not the kind of nudity I want to see <laughs> well okay <laughs> welcome to the podcast experiment I'm Dave and I'm Vic and uh, here we go as we've already gotten going um, <clears throat> yeah let's just not even surprised that wasn't a hit were they trying to launch like their own universe like the MCU and <laughs> Start with Snatched, <laughs> and then the, you know Goldie Hawn's character will be related to somebody. Uh, no, no, <laughs> that's what the they're 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 doing a lot of that these days, right? With like the 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 movie studios are like, oh, it really it worked with Marvel. It's a shared universe. <laughs> We're gonna do the shared universe, or even with, with the, everything. Yeah, like Ten Cloverfield Lane, or that's how I think 
Hmm. Prometheus started out like it wasn't going to be an alien prequel, but then like. But but well, actually, I he think threw in an alien at the last five minutes of Prometheus. Just I to, think what also happened though was it was Damon Lindelof who was who was probably like really really pushing it, like suggesting, hey, this could kind of be an alien, kind of, and then probably a, a, a good way in. They kind of. Uh, yeah, I know. There's a lot of like script. Uh, Changes. People getting fired from the script. <clears throat> I, if you I, watch the behind the scenes on the Blu-ray, because I, didn't, I didn't like Ridley like Scott didn't know what what was going on. He didn't, he never knows what's going on really. He's a brilliant I, guy, but I don't know. I think he knows. I think he knows what's going Maybe. on. I, I, think, even, I also think there's times where he just doesn't care. Even in Gladiator, there was like no script, and <laughs> there's a funny part where he he wanted to uh, he wanted to have Maximus like fight a rhino. Have you ever heard that? No. <laughs> And he had a whole thing, like, supposedly they pre-vis and guys, like, work digitally to, like, create a rhino and stuff. He's like, I, I think you should fight a rhino. You see him with, his, like, a cigar. So it'd be great in the arena if he fights a rhinoceros. And at the last, they did all that work, and he's like, no, 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 he's not going to fight a rhino. Maybe that was a stalling technique. Maybe that's like what was going on. Yeah. Maybe, maybe he's just like, hey, Ridley, you ready to go? Can we? And he's like, uh, you know what? I think we need a, a rhino. We need, no, a, we need a whole rhino sequence. The FX department Go work is on like that. rolling <laughs> their eyes. Like. And the next time he asks for something, I just like, they're like, sure, is this going to be another rhino Scott. thing? You know? <laughs> it's, it's Ridley Scott. It's Sir Ridley. He's 87. Is he, is, he, is he Sir, though? Is he a Sir? I think he is, mate. I think he is Sir Ridley Scott. Sir Ridley. Well, they're throwing Sirs around left and right. <laughs> like Sir Patrick Stewart. And, come on. <laughs> Everybody's a Sir. I mean, but, you know, it used to matter. Sir Ian McKellen. Yeah, like Ben Kingsley, like you win an Oscar or something, you know, like. Michael what Caine. Did, what did Patrick Stewart do? He did Star Trek, man. Come on. It's Professor X. Don't make me. I can't, I can't really Michael name Caine too much else. <laughs> <laughs> Great story about Michael Caine. They asked him how he chooses his scripts. Yeah. You know that story? Yeah, go. Yeah, he just it was like, I take the script. <laughs> I look at the first page. I look at the last page. If my character's on both pages, I do the fucking picture. <laughs> <laughs> it's great. <laughs> or if the movie's in like Hawaii. Out for him with uh, with uh, Dark Knight Rises. Yeah, I, I guess he likes Christopher Nolan too. They must have like grown up in the same you know same town. Sure. <clears throat> yeah, but the the other story with the uh, with Jaws. Right? It wasn't Jaws? Yeah, also if it's like filming in the Bahamas or Hawaii, he'll do the movie. That's why he did the journey to the center of the earth or whatever, the mysterious island. Whatever. I, I, <laughs> <laughs> There's a whole thing. He actually put that in a book. He wrote a book on acting. Yes. And in that book, he talks about how it's like, yeah, that's another good thing you could do is just pick, pick your scripts. That's he says, when you get to a certain point where you can pick your scripts, yeah. pick them, you know, if it's going to be at a good location, like, yeah. I'm thinking he was in, like, The Kingsman, I think. It's probably, like, around the corner from his house, right? In London, he'll just do show up for work. That's how Howard Stern learned to act. When he made private parts, he credits Michael Caine. Michael Caine. He also did, like, a video on, on acting. Michael Caine, yeah. Michael Caine did yeah, yeah, that yeah. book. He's like, he's like, he's a genius. That's how I learned how to act. Yeah, but Howard Stern, I mean, <laughs> did he win an Oscar? He said when He's you're like, I'm crediting Michael Caine. He said when you're acting across from somebody, like pick one of their eyes and just look, and at, look at it. Don't yeah. go back and forth from eye to eye because the camera will pick up your eyes going back and forth. Brilliant. He said, he said, drink warm water if you're going to 
he said he's make sure you brush your teeth, but also drink warm water if you're going to be kissing anybody. Mm. I didn't know that. That's good. Just life I lessons. Mean, there, there you go. I mean, we're done. I guess. I guess that's one episode. Yeah. We just, just anytime you want to kiss somebody, brush your teeth <laughs> and use warm water. Okay, and that's it for the podcast experiment. Oh, wait, we're going to actually talk about some other stuff. Yeah, we're looking through these Entertainment <clears throat> Weekly covers. Well, so it's been a minute. <laughs> we, uh, I, I'd love to say that it's because we were on like uh, an official hiatus the way like uh, TV shows and stuff do. But uh, this is just because we've been yeah, like We've busy been away preparing. <laughs> like, you know. Literally five seconds before we turned on, we were like, what we're are we going to talk about? We're on a world tour. <laughs> now we're back. Well, you know, we, were, we, were, we went away to make our, you know, you had a couple big budget movies to work on and uh i just cleaned the house well i had to it was my job to uh fire the directors of the han solo movie well yeah so so let's talk about that for a second that segue oh look at that (laughs) (laughs) it was it would have it would have worked if you didn't point it out but um all right so so uh, quite a few things have happened since the last time we um let me see the last time we actually got together was we saw Wonder Woman, which was now a month ago. Mm-hmm. But we didn't have a, a podcast about it. And I kind of want to talk about that. But before that... <clears throat> Let's catch up since, on a little news. And then yeah. we'll talk about Wonder Woman. And so since, uh, a couple of things have happened. Like, one, the directors for the Han Solo movie uh, got fired. Like the, the, They got tranked. <laughs> let's, let's use the, the correct... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Which is to say, uh, Josh the correct Trank. vernacular. Yeah, <laughs> they got, they got tranked. Actually, I would say, <laughs> did they really get tranked? Because they, because Trank got tranked before he even but I set hear, foot on a Star Wars. But I hear that uh, what's his name, Connor Trevorrow. Yeah, is like did that sweating. movie. Yeah, he did a new movie, uh, House of Henry, or yeah, House of Henry, or something, something like, like that. that. And which that was a the, which, horrible, horrible movie. And well, people are is, it, is it a horrible movie? Because the critics were all saying it was great. I didn't even know it was him yeah. who did it. And, uh, but I think it didn't do I know well. Two people who saw it, they both liked it. So. But you see, that's the thing. I think The though, Book of Henry. Is that what it's? Yeah, The Book of Henry. Not, not to be confused with The Book of Eli. No. In the House of Whatever. Um, yeah, but, but I hear that that movie was supposed to be good but because it i mean it came out it's like a kind of a feel-good people movie yeah in between like huge big budget you know like transformers yeah i don't think of it in the same way like if you're gonna make some like small little movie with like smaller actors and it doesn't click or or i don't know how much that counts towards like he's gonna make a bad star wars movie first of all he's only made like three movies right this is it that that was the third one yeah that, that brings down your average like, I, I don't think it, it seems like the thing to do now is they pick directors who have only done like one or two movies to helm these big. Well, I, like the new Spider-Man I movie, think, I think the guy's only done like a movie or two. Yeah, but I think that also, I mean, uh, definitely with Marvel, they're very smart about getting people that are good, but also have a real unique or you know like a unique take on the property and lots of enthusiasm for the property and then i think yeah everyone else is sort of realizing they should follow suit now but it's easy when you get somebody who's only made one movie and it was like a big hit then you right. get them to do you can your also movie. push them around yeah that's true i but think then, that's yeah what, what the other they're one for one but that doesn't mean they're gonna hit a home run every time you know mm-hmm. you kind of 
taking it a risk yourself. Sure, but I mean, you make you're, you're taking a risk with a movie anyway. And I think that, you know, I think that with the studios, I think I I definitely think there's a little bit of a strategy involved, and I definitely think like they're saying like, well, we can't sign <clears throat> Michael Bay because Michael Bay, love him or hate him, he can demand a very high paycheck and a cut from the from the budget, right? And so those studios are going to go and so what they're going to do is they're going to hedge and they're going to say hey kid you want to direct a big movie you you know like this movie maybe has like you know you do what we say <laughs> exactly and, the, and, the, the, and they'll go yeah Phil sure Lord or whoever the other guy didn't well, do what well, Kathleen Kennedy says well those guys also they have directed a bunch of other movies they did the two the 21 uh, Jump Street movie, movie. The, the Lego movie they wrote that did they direct that I mean, it's animated. I think they might have directed Yeah, I don't know how you... So they've made some money. They had some following. But what I had heard about that, and I mean, you know, obviously a lot of this is speculation. What I'd heard was um, initially, right, because like Lawrence Kasdan is like one of the executive producers for like the all of the Star Wars movies these mm-hmm. days. And <clears throat> Kathleen Kennedy is the one who's in charge of like she's like the Star Wars. She's a new grandma. George Lucas, yeah. Right, but but from what I heard, uh, Lawrence Kasdan like kind of fought for these guys because they wrote the script and everybody loved it, and he sort of fought for them to 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 stay on as directors or not stay on, but to to come aboard as directors. He um, he suggested that they do it. They were like unsure. The studio was unsure, or maybe it was Kathleen Kennedy. And then I heard it was Lawrence Kasdan who fought with them the most, or one of the people that fought with them a lot. And apparently, there's also like, you know, it's a Star Wars movie, but these guys wanted to do a lot of improving. And some they of with those two stuff. movies under their belt, the previous two movies, David. Right. I mean, you know, but, but like 21 Jump Street and 22 Jump Street, uh, <laughs> 22. <laughs> <laughs> they. You know they're horsing around and all this stuff, but I guess with the Star Wars movie, they didn't feel like uh, you know horsing around was even a I, good thing. I read an article in the most recent Entertainment Weekly that says it's like is the age of the director over? It's all about producers now that wield the power, like well, Kevin Feige been. and all these guys. It's always been, uh, but yes, in the movies, I guess is well, it, that is, it. Is like you said, the producers medium. At least with anymore. these Marvel movies and things like that, they pick these like young directors and like you say they could push them around for lack of a better word well or they, or I, they, I definitely think they have the vision a, a, an aspect of that like we have a vision for like 10 movies you're just going to direct this one right so it has to like you know like fit anybody yeah or i don't want to say like anybody can direct it because we know how it's going to begin and end and how it's going to fit in with the others so like you know i guess it's more about like you say the vision like do you see the black panther the way we see it like well that was one of the other things i was going to bring up but but that was Look, a at good that point. Look at that segue. But we weren't even done with Han Solo cause, uh, because, and then it got Ron Howard, yeah, legendary Oscar winner. Like that's a good replacement. Like I don't know how Why much he's he going to affect it. Why did he do it from the beginning? Bad. Uh, I mean, he's still. I don't know. Upset over Willow. <laughs> Doesn't want to work with George Lucas again. <laughs> I think he loves George Lucas. <laughs> but uh, I, I don't know. I mean, I first of all, for me, as far as Han Solo is concerned. <laughs> I didn't even think they needed to make that movie. Well, if we talked about that, I think, in the past. But maybe, just for a second, they were, like, talking to Ron Howard at a party, and he was like, I would have directed the Han Solo they movie. And they were like, what? <laughs> Fire those other guys. 
<laughs> maybe maybe that's all it was. They didn't realize like we could have had Ron <laughs> Howard. <laughs> Get rid of these guys. Well, guys Who are these guys? The Twenty One Jump Street for Christ's sake. <laughs> perhaps, <laughs> perhaps, perhaps. I mean, you know, it's weird to have Ron Howard come and clean up. Those yeah, that's guys. weird too. And it was the next day. Like they must have had him in reserve. Well, I don't know. It wasn't the next day. It wasn't like a week later, I think. Or, or maybe the next it was day. Like a, it was like a Friday. Or it was like the end of the week when the news broke, I think. And then by the, f- the following week, they're already talking about Ron Howard. <laughs> but, you know, you never know how any of that stuff goes. You never know how any of that stuff goes. But, uh, <clears throat> I mean, as far as Han Solo, I mean, the, the, uh, what do you think about a, a, a Star Wars movie that has a lot of improv in it? Doesn't work. <laughs> Why? I don't think improv and Star Wars in the same sentence. Well, so so the thing though is this, right? <clears throat> I know he's like a rogue, and he, you know, but I don't think yeah. you know. I know he has like a lot of funny lines. He's and stuff. a funny guy, and and I think that I don't know how much Alden Aaron Reich <laughs> has his skills. Uh, well, so that's the other thing, right? But wait, I, if you think about it, right? As long as there's only a handful of people that are really improving, like. Han and perhaps Lando and maybe one or two of the people that like directly interact. Everyone else is playing it straight. I can see that actually working. And again, so what what is what is it that but I think was kind of rubbing look at them Star wrong? Wars is like obviously of all franchises that's like the goose that laid the golden egg. That's, yeah, that's the crown jewel. But think about so it. So like, there's, I guess there's a fine line of treating it like. I know there's not a lot to choose from. There's only been what, like, eight Star Wars movies yeah, or something, sure. you know. But you want it to fit in with the others. You don't want it. Yeah, but to see, be like I, think comedy, this, I think that you're. I think that you're speculating, right? Yeah, but I think you're speculating on something we don't know. I mean, because because if you think about it, right, <clears throat> the the effects sequences are still going to be what they are. You know, it's like connective tissue. Uh, these scenes that they're going to put together, they're going to shoot or whatever. And how, as long as they still get to the end of that scene, <laughs> they fool around in the middle. I think it'll work. I also think that if you're going to have guys that are funny and they penned the script and they also did the script for Spider-Man Homecoming too, right? Now, usually you, at least you film it the way it's written and then do another take where it's like, all right, sure. now improv. You know right. So there should be a movie there that they could, maybe that's what happened is... maybe. They didn't want to use those particular takes, so yeah. they got rid of them. And like, now we're gonna just like you've got good it. stuff here, yeah. But the way you were putting it together, because there was and only also, like three yeah. weeks left, maybe they saw a rough cut and they were just like, no, no, no. yeah. I mean, yeah, that's another weird thing. It's you like got tranked. <laughs> it's like three <laughs> weeks left on a big movie. Three weeks. I mean, I think that was even a week ago, right? So there's like probably two more weeks. This is probably mm-hmm. week two of two more weeks, or I mean, week two of three more weeks. And <clears throat> they tranked the poor guys. <laughs> but um, um, I know I also had heard that, say his name, the guy who's playing Han? Alden. Alden Ehrenreich. Ehrenreich, okay. Yikes. <laughs> uh, so there was also talk that he was, wasn't doing a good job uh, uh, acting. What? Like he had had an acting coach or whatever. And so someone, Psst, I'd act. also. <laughs> act. But I also heard that he was maybe throwing the directors under the bus. You see, that's the thing. That's mm. the thing about Hollywood rumors is that 
rumors are bad, you know, and they can just kind of begin to, you know, you can play telephone with these rumors and yeah. they can just be inflate and turn into just whatever. There's a lot of spin and everybody's agent yeah. and manager says. And, 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 you know, I mean, you can't argue with Kathleen Kennedy who worked with Spielberg, worked on huge epic uh, franchises. She's got to know what she's talking about. So how much of this is her just going, I don't like these kids and how much of this is like her looking at the the material and saying this is a train wreck? I don't know. I mean... I heard there were similar problems on arachnophobia, <laughs> but she managed to pull that together and <laughs> come out with a great movie. So. <laughs> all right. Well, Alden Ehrenreich. So, so apparently uh, they, they are talking about maybe replacing him. What? <laughs> kidding. Now? <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. All I got to say is this. Only reason why I'm even going to go and see this movie is because <laughs> of Donald Glover playing lando it's the only reason and i want to see him first be first owning the millennium falcon then somehow losing it to han or giving it up to him or whatever you know, it was, it's the only thing i care about back or something <laughs> like that <laughs> who's gonna replace him is it gonna be know. uh and is the and is the is the kessel run gonna be in the movie prominently it's featured be. it's gotta you think like you have to have the kobayashi maru and like i Star mean Trek, you know yeah. but you never know you know you never know, you know? Well, so anyway, so there's the Han Solo movie, and the poor guys got fired off of that. And now Ron Howard's directing this movie. <clears throat> and it's, you know, we'll see. I mean, obviously, Ron Howard, that's the other thing. When they do this, right, where they replace, because the guys obviously wrote the script, or, and I think they're going to uh, get Eric a, Stoltz is up <laughs> to replace him. <laughs> well, getting his revenge from, <laughs> from Back to the Future. Being replaced in Back to the Future. But who's going to get the final director credit? Yeah, how does that work? Yeah, I don't know. This is gonna. This is a story that's still uh, still brewing, ladies and gentlemen. This is still it's a, a story still brewing. Yeah. Yeah, sorry. So, what else has happened? Uh, Black Panther. The Black Panther trailer came out. It dropped. <laughs> dropped. And what do you think? <laughs> and what do you think? What What did you think? You saw it because I did Marvel, watch the trailer. Marvel does even a good job. Even though, even though I've said that, uh, there's a lot of trailers I don't watch. I knew this was a teaser trailer. Marvel does a good job even with the trailers. Like you said, it's a teaser, so it doesn't really give away anything, but it gives you like a sense of what the movie is going to be, you know? And so what did you think? I think it looks good. I mean, see, it looks competent. (laughs) It looks competent. (laughs) So so Ryan Coogler, you and I saw Ryan Coogler's uh, second feature film, which was Creed. Yes. And apparently, I don't know if you, we've talked about this before, but he, um, on the podcast... So, back when he was in film school, he wanted to do Creed. And he apparently, like I was like watching yeah. little YouTube clips, and he met Sylvester Stallone. And, he, and, and Stallone has a whole story about how uh, Ryan Coogler came up to him, and he was unknown. He hadn't made Fruitvale. And he pitched Creed to, to Stallone. And Stallone was like, who is this kid? Mm-hmm. No. And he said no to him. So, then he made Fruitvale. And suddenly, it, like it kind of thing came back around. He's like, "Remember the guy who made that movie? He he wants to still make Creed." And now, of course, because he'd made this, you know, this heart wrenching, but you know, tr- based on a true story movie that was very well directed. His next movie he wanted to make was like essentially Rocky, what seven? Rocky mm-hmm. seven. And his whole thing about it was uh, with Creed was 
he'd had this relationship with Rocky movies and his father. And the two of them would like kind of bond over that. So it was like, it was a real kind of like a, like a, a throughput, like a heartfelt touch point for him in this, in this movie. And so Stallone of course said yes. And they made this movie, but this guy has now made two, you know, two movies pretty good. Um, and Marvel tapped him and said, hey, come and, come and do Black Panther. Now, there's a story behind that and kind of lead up to it. Apparently, even at one point, um, Ava DuVernay was going to direct Black Panther, who she did Selma and a whole bunch of other movies. Uh, but she actually went on to do, um, which is also going to come out this, I think this year, um, A Wrinkle in Time. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but... Coogler's doing Black Panther. That was a big deal. And of course, when we got a chance to see him for uh, in Civil War, that was like it was like really cool, getting a chance to see Chadwick Boseman playing Black Black Panther. And now every a lot of people who had no idea who he was came away from Civil War saying he was their favorite character. Yeah, my wife's talking about how like good looking he is. <laughs> oh, he looks good. <laughs> I gotta go see Black Panther. So, but, but when you see this trailer, um, you know, about King T'Challa, right? The Black Mm -hmm. Panther, they have to set up this whole world that, uh, of Wakanda, the country of Wakanda, the kingdom of Wakanda and everything that's taken place. And I think that the trailer did a very good, like, did very good at sort of, doing what needed to happen which is to say hey we've had all these marvel movies we never heard of wakanda why and how can it be this firmly rooted place and yet we're just going to cut to it in the and and they did by saying um having having uh andy circus claw yeah which was very clever which was very clever as a sort of a setup saying it was like uh, I guess they mention it in the Age of Ultron for like a second. They they, like, they mention it, and but but also what was very clever about it was the idea that you know what did he say? It's like it's like uh, uh, El Dorado or like this this hidden place that yeah, no for one the tourists is for. <clears throat> and he says it's all a front, and so I enjoyed the hell out of that. It doesn't look like I mean I've watched that trailer a, a, a small handful of times. It doesn't look like it's finished. And it does, I, I, I want to see like action set pieces, but they don't really show them. And now I'm not going to watch any more trailers because it comes out in February. One of those trailer people. That's another podcast. What do you mean? What do you mean one of those Just trailer people? Trailers. Have we met? <laughs> <laughs> but it does look, it, it does look like it's going to be kind of, kind of good. It looks like, um, it's going to be short on, on Marvel crossover sort of people yeah, it does have martin freeman in it but i wonder how many other marvel guys are going to be uh in it but it looks like it's going to be fun i hear the same with spider-man homecoming it's like a little what doesn't really attach that much to the rest of the well we're going to find out we're going to find out we're tonight find, oh Advanced spoiler screening. alert everybody we're also going to be seeing uh spider-man homecoming tonight but of course by the time this posts i think everybody's going to have seen it <laughs> um <laughs> but um but wait, anything else to say about uh about about Black Panther? Like, cause like piecing through that trailer, there's a couple of interesting things. Like, you see Michael B. Jordan in it, mm-hmm. and he's gonna play uh, Eric Killmonger. He's like he's the villain. 
You can see you can see uh, Angela Bassett with white with hair. Like, yeah, with white dreadlocks. It looks like they're gonna kind of lean heavily in on the uh, Tanahasi coats, like the more recent Black Panther comics. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know. I'm looking forward to it. I'm 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 trying to say. I, I guess I'm cautiously optimistic. Marvel's got a very high success rate. I have no reason to think Kevin, it wouldn't Kevin be Kevin Feige. Good. Kevin Feige. I told you when I met. I would have thought it was Feige, <laughs> but it's Feige. <laughs> I told you when I met Kevin Feige, he was a really nice guy, and he. Uh, I got the sense that he was the real deal in terms of like what he's doing with um, with hiring directors. The only shepherding the, only the kinda, whole thing. Yeah, too. but the only kind of. Um, Sort of like bump they ever had with uh, with their directors was with uh, Edgar Wright. Yeah, there's another one that got tranked. <laughs> well, he got righted because I guess he was before Josh Trank. <laughs> well, you know, actually, well, I was going to say it was before Feige, but the, the whole Ang Lee Hulk didn't work out. <laughs> Should have picked another director for that one. Actually, I think Kevin Feige might actually have a credit on, on Hulk, but he was he was like an associate or something. Um, but here's another thing that happened in the news, and it sucked, but we're going to, you know, bow our heads. Um, uh, Zack Snyder's yes. had to step away from finishing the Justice League. Tragedy in but, the family. Tragedy in the family. But who went came on to replace him is Joss Whedon. And again, he only had like three weeks left <laughs> filming, supposedly, but I don't know how right. much he's going to... Well. But, okay, so now that's another big piece of news. And I would say, you know, Justice League, hey, okay. They, uh, DC movies were basically just going for a nosedive. Dead in the water. Okay, <laughs> right. Dead on arrival, dead in the water, going for a nosedive. They were what, two minutes away from hitting the wall? The look was wrong. The characters <laughs> were wrong. Everything was wrong about it. But that was like a cookie. They <laughs> but anyway, but um, with Wonder Woman... Boom, it came around. It was great. And we'll talk about that in a minute. But with Justice League and the Justice League trailer, while it had the very signature, flat, not that great look, there was a couple of moments with this Justice League trailer where they're kind of clever, kind of fun. Makes you think, hmm, okay. Very clearly trying to be like the Avengers. <clears throat> Turns out, not only did... They hire Joss Whedon to finish this movie, but apparently he had been brought on to touch up the script ah. in the middle of shooting. Now, I've talked with this with other people, and some people, I mean, it's all speculation. There's no proof of this, but when it was announced that Joss Whedon was going to do a Batgirl movie... Someone had said in there, and this was before um, at least it was announced that the tragedy. Yeah, now I'm wondering because I think that someone had said that maybe he they had bartered, they being Warner Brothers had bartered with Joss Whedon saying like, hey, you know, uh, we'll give you anything you want. Just help us touch up this movie. Yeah, because I do know that I'm not go. I do know that Zack Snyder had a tragedy with his daughter. Like, I think that happened like in March. Yeah. But he stepped down like in May. Yeah. So I wonder though if things were but going on and Joss Whedon was like hanging around already. He might have been hanging around. March and May. Yeah. I, I want to say that when did, right when did uh, Guardians 2 come out? 
because it, it, yeah, like early April, May. May? Eight, no, no, no. It was like it was like the first weekend of May. All right, right? Like the comic book day weekend, right? And so at the at the press, uh, no, no, not press, but you know, at the at the world premiere for Guardians Two, Joss was there because he's good friends with James Gunn and blah blah blah, and they were asking him questions about Batgirl, which means that it was already announced that he mm. was doing Batgirl. So again, we then have to kind of roll back and speculate and all this other stuff. And so many people think like, right, they sort of gave him free reign of whatever he wanted to do. And he, I think he chose Batgirl. Not really interested in Batgirl. Yeah, me neither. Like a Han Solo movie. Not interested. Yeah. But I mean, I and also just as with note. Joss Whedon, though, I am I'm interested to see what he's going to do. Yeah. Because I, it's Joss and, and you know, he, he does care about this. Also, we haven't heard, I haven't heard anything about the, uh, like, Captain Marvel movie with what's her name. Yeah. The other, because Wonder uh, Woman was a big hit for female. I mean, that's just all about the box office. But I mean, I Brie heard, Larson. Brie Larson. Yeah. I haven't heard, like, other casting or. But I'm, I think that I'm in not this sure who's case, directing that or they in the it's middle of be making two, that. It's, it's two directors. Uh, I think they're more comedy directors. Uh, I can't Phil remember. Lord and, uh, no. What and what? It's a man and a woman, actually. <laughs> hmm. I can't remember what their names are, but I do know that they're in the process of tightening the script and all okay, this other so stuff. Okay, so I haven't started filming. But I, see, I think that what's very clever about Marvel also is they know how to. Like currently, Wonder Woman is shining, and it was, and it's been four or five weeks, almost number one, if not number one, all the way, and knocking other things out of the the water and that kind of thing. I think Marvel's very smart to kind of hang back in this case and let DC do what it's got to do. They're a well-oiled machine, and they're. I think they're kind of working on some stuff behind the scenes. Now, there's a bunch of stuff that people have said, and I I have not been looking. And if you know, don't say anything. Because I've been purposely kind of keeping myself quiet on the uh, on the Spider-Man Homecoming front, but there's a there's speculation that there's going to be a lot of fun uh, end tags and whatever you know you know yeah, cookies Easter or whatever eggs they call and, yeah. them at the end of the credits. There's and definitely so a perhaps there's thing. going to be. Well, I, apparently um, Pierce had said there's going to be five. Is that the one that has five? I remember some movie we were talking about that. Has right, a and bunch so of and so, you know, who knows? We're going to stay to the very end, but perhaps there's going to be a nod to you know Captain Marvel with that. Well, whatever happens, I think Marvel's very clever. But back to DC and Justice League, right? Joss picking up Justice Justice League and then hearing that he was possibly in and working on it earlier makes me then think, aha, maybe it was his writing. Because the things that I liked about the trailer felt very Joss Whedon. And I thought this is like them doing an okay job, a pretty good job at sounding like Joss. But mm -hmm. now you hear that he was... He was doing it. It makes you think, oh, maybe he's been kind of reworking, tweaking this for a long time. Whedon-esque. It's Whedon-esque. It's Whedon-esque. When, when, uh, when the kid says, uh, when the young Flash kid says, like, uh, I need friends. You know, he just cuts him off. And mm -hmm. he's like, or he says the thing where he's like, what's your superpower anyway? Or when, or when Commissioner Gordon says, it's good to see you playing well with others. The Batman? I mean, that's, that's like right out of the Avengers, Right, you you mentioned on a previous podcast. I that believe they're trying so. to make them like the Avengers, like 
You have and the Iron Man character, the Wonder Woman. You know, what can you do better than make it more like the Avengers than hire the guy <laughs> that wrote and directed the Avengers? You can't beat him, join him. You can't beat him. But anyway, so uh, I'm looking forward to it. I hope uh, I, I have high hopes for that movie now. Uh, I mean, Joss is also, you know, he had been a script doctor. He had been a guy that had done that. And he has this whole thing of like integrity where he will kind of look at what's there and then he will kind of conform to what he's given and kind of like, but still try to make it the best that it can be. So I'm, I'm, I'm interested to see how that one's going to go. And again, that's another one where I'm curious to now know, will it say Zack Snyder directed by Zack <laughs> Snyder and Joss Whedon? Will it just say special help from Joss? I think that Joss will probably just kind defer. of defer the was, credit up to Zack. Cause that was a, like tragedy. Yeah. But I don't know about the star Wars one. And then of course you have, Right, there's like the director's guild, removed. yeah, where you could like they could sue to have their name taken off or put back on or something. So maybe it'll just be like additional photography by Ron Howard or something. I you know, don't something know. Like that. It's, it'll be very interesting, yeah, because if you're like forcibly removed, fired, versus like you've been asked to come in, I just wonder. I wonder about that. I wonder. Anyway, so then, uh, so then there, then there was a couple of big budget flops, or at least. Right low expectation movies. Well, Transformers, which nobody <laughs> which, cares about. Which I did not see. Did you see I it? I didn't see it either. I saw the trailer. I didn't think it looked, to be honest, like compared to the other Transformers movies. It, it just didn't looks look, exactly the yeah. same. I mean, in fact, there are some quite epic shots in this uh, Like I would have seen it if I had time, but I just but didn't But I, I didn't have... Yeah, and whatever. there was The I'm Mummy, sorry. which was supposed to launch... A whole... The Dark Universe. Extended even, Universe, yeah. Even, you haven't seen the movie, but... In the beginning, when they have like the universal logo going around the Earth, it like fades out, and like there's like a mirror image, and it says "Dark Universe" comes around. So they even had like the logo oh all God, worked they out. Really, were setting this up. And then it's strange though; it gives me a chance to talk about. It opened up like under expectations for especially for a Tom Cruise like sure. tentpole movie and all this stuff. in America. I and think that they they yeah they. That's they, what I was going to mention go. is worldwide. It was Tom Cruise's biggest opening weekend ever in his <laughs> really? whole career. <laughs> really? Yes, like if you take worldwide box office China and all the other places it opened. And I don't know. I mean, I don't know where I'm going with this, but but it I mean, brings well, up an interesting how like the world has changed at, at least movie wise that. The worldwide box office is like just matters. As important. Like we think the Mummy's a flop. It's like Tom Cruise, like the worst opening, lost out to the second weekend of Wonder Woman. Right. But worldwide, like money's money. I'm sure. Like and studios Universal's care about like, that. Right. We made two hundred million dollars. Like the same Boom. thing with Pirates of the Caribbean had like a huge opening weekend yep. around the world. I don't know if it has legs, as they say. If it well, so the other thing money. about that, right, is. <clears throat> that's going to be a big shift in the in the in the box office and all that stuff. Um, or should I say, in the in the way the business regards box office, because mm-hmm. obviously you can't, you know, hundred million dollars over the weekend. That's a that's a lot. That's that's a lot of money. That's a lot of money. They say that <laughs> Tom Cruise also he's like one of the last movie stars. Like right, directors are dying out in favor of producers, and right. also like there's not a lot of movie stars like out there Will anymore Smith? that could open a movie guaranteed right. every week. You know, that used to be what they judged it on. Like if. Jim Carrey, yes. guaranteed $20 million opening weekend, guaranteed, whatever. And Tom Cruise is one of the last. He's one of the last, and I guess it's because, like, even in China or France or he's wherever. He's a recognizable international yep. movie star. And I think he, he's very smart. He goes for that, too. Like, he'll 
work hard, travel to China and yeah. for the opening. He promotes and, and, and he and he'll put like the Chinese actress in his movies just so the Chinese audience will go see it and yeah, stuff sure, like that. So sure. he's very but he's, so but the question savvy. though is this, right? How will the the actual business model change now? I mean, will they still I, I think that they're gonna still make some of these movies, but they will probably make them for far less. Mm-hmm. Um or, or maybe this is where they kind of go back to your what we were saying about like take a a, a, a less known director mm-hmm. and kind of say deliver this movie. Well, I know also us. with the uh, with Prometheus and what, what, what the Alien Covenant, there was yeah. another one that underperformed in keeping with that topic. Sure, but again, worldwide, like it made a lot of money worldwide, and. I know, but I know the budget was like a lot less for Alien Covenant than it was for Prometheus because the movie studio is like, let's hedge our bets. Right. And they could, you know, I don't know if it's a thing where like other countries, I'm thinking even like a mid budget movie in the US, if you show it in like. Looks like a big yeah, budget. Yeah, France movie. or something. It's like, oh my God, look at this a $50 million budget in France. Sure. It's like the biggest budget ever for like a French movie, probably. So. Uh, except well, so for what? Valerian and the City of a Thousand Planets or whatever it's called. <laughs> But uh, yeah, like you could like I guess that's how they look at it. Like even that Warcraft movie yeah. made like a lot of money around Did the it? world. Well, so, so maybe they'll so think well, it's worth making another Warcraft movie, but like let's do it like on a smaller budget or something. Right. Like that. So I guess there will be other. That was just like a video game, though. I mean, you know. And somebody but, said you have to go through like a Man of Steel and a Batman versus Superman to get to Wonder Woman. So just because the Mummy wasn't like a huge hit. They still have lined up like Frankenstein and the Invisible Man with Johnny Depp and all this other stuff. So, like, I guess they'll still be making these other movies in the dark universe. Well, okay, so you can't, you, you kind of can't go wrong if you're going to have a. I, I all I'd heard about that because I did, I did see the picture and I did see Johnny Depp in the picture and I saw Javier Bardem. He's going to be Frankenstein, I think. Javier okay, Bardem. and then uh, and I saw um, Russell Crowe's The Jekyll, and they right? want, I think. Uh, Angelina Jolie is the bride of Frankenstein. That's another... The model for this is a little different also because they're taking, like, big names. Like, nobody really knew Chris Hemsworth when he was Thor. Or sure. They didn't know, like, you know, this kid who's playing Spider-Man now. Like, But this is the opposite. They're going... Big names. You'll have, like, Tom Cruise and Angelina Jolie fighting Russell Crowe. Well, eventually... Like, like fist fighting Russell Crowe and, you know, Javier Bardem <laughs> right, on screen. And, and I think eventually... I mean, it's almost like they're they're doing, like... Uh, they're taking the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. I actually think that this is a yeah. clever idea. No, it's definitely a good idea because I had those things laying around their vaults. And they own them. Yeah. Universal owns them. And everybody, them you know, talk about brand recognition. Everybody sure. knows Dracula, Frankenstein, sure. the mummy. So, wait. Now, you saw Mummy, though. I had heard... I haven't seen Mummy yet, uh, the, this new one. I had heard that it also kind of doves into the Brandon Fraser Mummy. Does it? And how? I mean, they're just... I only noticed, like, a nod. What is it? That uh, you, they, you see the book from the Mummy movie. Like, don't open the book that they had. Okay. That's in the Tom Cruise. But it seemed just like kind of like a little wink to the audience. I didn't see it as... Okay. Like so at one point no they're in a library. The is going to come back. There's one. They're in a library at one point, and you see. I mean, I guess if they wanted, they could make it that that happened back in the 1930s. Like remember that time? This has happened before with another mummy or something. But they don't like mention the Brendan Fraser. No. Okay. All right. Well, we'll see. Maybe maybe he just fell asleep during that part. I don't know. Maybe. 
I got. I, I fall asleep I think, sometimes. I think that some of our podcast listeners are gonna are gonna write in on that, and they're gonna be very mad at you. I didn't think. I mean, it wasn't the best movie. It just seemed to me like very quickly, like they had a mummy movie lying around, <laughs> and like, I don't know if Tom Cruise was like, "I'll do it," or like, "Put Tom Cruise in here, and it'll make." the box office better because it didn't seem like a Tom Tom Cruise takes such care in his movies to like craft the characters and he produces them himself this was kind of like it should have had like Chris Pratt or something I hear you but I think my my, my sense also though is that because Tom Cruise this is kind of like one of those weird like remember how Will Smith started wanting to make a bunch of like um, science fiction action movies because he wasn't in well, but wait, because Will Smith wasn't in The Matrix he and he turned it down and yes. he's like, oh, or Stallone. There's like big Stallone movies that he turned down that turned into big movies and he was like, ah. Uh, so my sense is because Tom Cruise was originally going to be in Iron Man. Yes. And that time, went away. And of course, now it is what it is. My sense is that Tom Cruise kind of felt like, not that he missed the boat, but that you know, because he's already he, Tom Cruise, but he he kind of probably thought, oh, they're they're gonna do a shared universe, and this is the the leading one that's gonna kick everything off, similar to, you know, he wants uh, his own franchise as well. Yeah, he want, not only want does he want his he's own got franchise, the Mission, he's Impossible got Mission Impossible works out right. great. He tried to do that Jack Reacher, Matt, tried uh, to. Top Gun two. two, Top Gun two is <laughs> on the way. <laughs> I know, maybe franchise of Maverick movies. But, uh, but, you know, so maybe, so maybe, you know, his whole deal was like, look, I want to be a part of this. Uh, I want to be the, the Iron Man to this franchise. Yes, to like this, he would to be this. the thread that goes through all of them. Right. And now, uh, I mean, he kind of still could. Uh, he could, he could just show up and nod and sort of, you know. But then the real question is, so if they do a shared universe and they have one-offs of everybody, what will the gathered movie B. The Monster Squad. <laughs> Will it? Right. Will it? <laughs> That'd be great. Uh, yeah. No, what, what would it be? Like, what would it be called? Or what what would, would they do? They fight each other? Fight? Well, I'm trying to think who, like, who would who's they good, fight? Who's, sometimes who'd, who'd they try to... I know they had that Dracula movie a couple years ago. Who'd, yeah, who's Dracula? They tried to make him... I don't think they've cast Dracula. I don't know why they don't just stick with that guy. I guess he's not famous enough. Who? I don't even know Dracula Reborn that oh, came yeah, out like right. two, three years ago. But uh, I'm guessing it would make some of them evil and some of them good. Like Tom Cruise would be good. I don't know if Frankenstein's like misunderstood. He would be good. I mean, he's like the, he's Hulk, like the Hulk character. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. And Tom Cruise is like Iron Man. Bride of Frankenstein. They'd I have mean, to fight each other unless they team up to fight who? Some and other that's villain. my question. Right. <laughs> who, they would, I think that... Somebody the they make it, up or somebody the way they that have you the do rights it to. Is you do it very similar to the Avengers, and you basically because in the Avengers they kind of were f- trying to get them together, and they all fought. And Loki was really happy that they fought because he didn't want them to get together. Mm-hmm. And then you have them get together to fight somebody else. The other thing though is, I've always loved the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, the comic. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it was genius. Alan Moore was a genius to do it, and I and I did think. That was definitely one that they just, the movie studios just tranked. They just <laughs> failed. It just was done. Sean Connery retired after the movie. Like, <laughs> had such a bad time making it, supposedly. Right. But it was, just, it, was just, it was a terrible, terrible movie. Um, and, it was, and it was a wasted opportunity. And I think that, 
a very smart thing would be to sort of update remake that and 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 under the because it's essentially a a team building movie Mm -hmm. or a story i love movies where they build a team where they build a team and then they get together to fight somebody i think it's genius and then and then to do it modern i think it's genius uh but then to now kind of rally all of the the egos that they're gonna kind of cast makes me a little nervous well russell crowe you just gotta give him food (laughs) he'll show up angelina jolie's got nothing else to do She's got kids to feed. She's got a lot of kids. <laughs> a lot to of feed. kids to feed. Javier Bardem. Yeah, he'll do it. He's he can he make just him did digital. Pirates of the Caribbean. He can make him yeah, digital. Yeah, I think I think Bardem is happy to do it because he's going to be digital. And and the Invisible Man. <laughs> I mean, come on, Johnny Depp is not going to be there. They're going to pay just, him in wine. And no, 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 no. Necklaces and hats. No, no. Because you see, even Iron Man, even Robert Downey Jr. does a couple of days. With the cl- in the close-up Iron Man thing, <laughs> yeah. and then and then the rest of the time <laughs> is like you know he does a couple days on set in his suits, and then when he's in an Iron Man suit, he's not. He has said this; he's not on set. Okay, yeah, it's probably like doing voice work for a Think cartoon about it. or something. Think about it. If if Johnny Depp is playing the Invisible Man, <laughs> he doesn't even have to show up. You know, he's he, not. But maybe he's there with he all the literally dots can all over phone him, like, nope, mocap. Nope, nope. Oh. They bring in Andy Circus to do yeah, the exactly. Mo-cap. You got Andy Circus doing that, and Johnny Depp doing the voice. He literally doesn't even. You don't even need the mocap for the guy in the mo-cap. suit. Mocap. You don't. If need I was it. a rapper, that would be my name. Mocap. <laughs> that is your. That is your rapper name. <laughs> All right. So anyway, uh, we've already gone pretty far. We want to talk about Wonder Woman. We're going to have to come back and do that because uh, there's a couple things to say. But that's um, an update on the state of Hollywood. That's and kind of franchises. An update. I. Uh, can't think of anything else. Is there any? Yeah, I was about to say. Is there? Is there any other news with the exception of uh, RuPaul? Murder on the Orient Express coming out. Mary <laughs> Poppins returns. I, like, wait, wait, wait. <laughs> we could we could talk about a Mary Poppins returns, but it, but it, it won't even be coming out until 2018. Yeah, what's going like on with the, that? Like the winter of 2018. Why? Why the was Christmas this even, 2018? Why was this even on the cover of does, Ant- does Entertainment Weekly? Whoever owns Entertainment Weekly, like own. I think they own a time machine. Yeah. But I mean, is it like Paramount that owns them all? I don't know. I don't know. know. And we can go into a whole thing about, I think we started off with Amy Schumer, (laughs) Goldie Hawn, but come on. I didn't want to say Goldie Hawn, but yeah, it was Goldie Hawn. But anyway. (laughs) All right. Well, we'll have to come on back. Yeah. Thanks for tuning in. And uh, it's good to see you, Vic. Good to be back. We're sitting in a... Back on the hot mic. (laughs) On a hot day. (laughs) <laughs> it's very good thanks for uh tuning in and uh come on back uh wait we we haven't figured out a real good way to sign off we kind of sign off the same way we sign in like, which is what you're dave and i'm Vic. oh yeah right thanks for uh listening <laughs> to the podcast experiment i'm dave <laughs> and i'm still Vic. <laughs> and uh so long yeah